Welcome to You Gotta Meet Her podcast. As always, I'm your host, Christine Barr, and I'm a blogger, transformation, and relationship coach, and I hold the title of mother and wife. If you are coming back because you are a regular listener of the podcast, welcome and thank you so much for your support. Let's get some housekeeping out of the way. If you have the ability to, can you please like and subscribe and leave a review on the podcast wherever you're listening? This allows others to find these awesome stories that have been told and they can find a way to have some common ground as well. Every season, I like to have a theme. We have had so much fun deep diving in all these different themes. And this season, we're going to be talking about friendships. What makes them work? What kind of way do you show up as a friend? And how can you become a better friend? All this is paired with our Facebook group, You Gotta Meet Her podcast group, and the Meet Me Monday challenges and the weekend challenge questions that are in the group. So you get to like connect with other people and see all the other answers that are out there and maybe you find a friend. Something different this season is is I'm going to be having some small self-reflection bonus episodes that will help you deep dive into your own relationships or friendships. You can share them with your friends or even journal about them and just kind of meditate on how you show up in your friendships. Are you ready to meet some great women to see how they have friends, how they show up as friends, and the reason why I say you gotta meet her? Hi, and welcome to You Gotta Meet Her podcast. I'm Christine Barr, and today we're talking with Christine Bello. She is an awesome sauce, super famous. She hates being called famous because it's like a little inside joke. Everybody in our, our group that we're in knows who she is because she's just that awesome. She's that awesome. Um, I will have to say she's my first Italian on the podcast. You know, I love my diversity and she's given it all to me. Um, she and I met in a women's group for business and um, yeah, it's a business connection kind of group and we just hit it off. Uh, we have the same initials, so it just had to work. She is the kindest, sweetest soul you will ever meet. And if she gives you a hug, her hugs are even soul soul touching. <laughs> that's that's what comes to my mind. But I was so excited. She decided to come on and give us some friendship information on how she shows up and what she's looking for. And I hope that you love her as much as I do. So let's meet Christine. All right, today we are talking with the infamous and famous Christine. <laughs> and it's not me, it's a different Christine. Christine, tell us a little bit about you. Um, I am the youngest of five siblings or children. Um, I, all my, since my siblings are older, I've always felt like, yes, 
I was outcasted or I actually grew up like an only child since I was so much younger than they were. Um, but I also felt like I had the best of both worlds because at the age of six, I was, that's when I first was, became an aunt. So I felt Aww. like I grew up with nieces and nephews that were close to my age, but I also had my brothers and sisters to fall back on if I needed anything. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So where are you from? We have to say that. Sure. I'm originally from New York, but I live in Connecticut now. Um, that's good. <laughs> I love your accent and I love it when we're together and you put it on and I'm like, yes, because people say I have a country accent. So to hear someone else has an accent that's not country, it's always awesome. Um, so what is your race and ethnic background? Um, I am 100% Italian and oh, I am... I'm white, I guess, <laughs> as you would say, I am the white Christine. So there you go. I'm black Christine, white Christine, which one are you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun because no one's gonna ask, but it's an inside joke between us. Um, <laughs> okay, so I do wanna um, double click, like kind of deep dive on your past just a little bit. And you said that you were the youngest of five, right? Mm -hmm. so so what does that look like you kind of said that you were growing up with both sides but did you feel like you were really the baby or did you feel like you had like four mom moms and dads along with your own parents um it was um a little weird um <laughs> but I did feel I always felt like I had an extra set of parents because, um, and I always knew that I was the youngest because I was babied a lot. Um, but the reason I felt like I had extra sets of parents is because when I was eight years old, my father passed away of a sudden mm -hmm. um, massive heart attack. So I only had my mother. Um, she was my mother and my father, but Yay. my brother, brothers stepped into like that role if they had to and my sisters always like guided me and helped me in that way too so I feel like I I had like three sets of parents even <laughs> though I only had really one but right. I mean yeah right um so coming from an Italian family though is that <laughs> like part of the culture okay first of all I want to say this too you're my only Italian that I've ever had on here I've had oh. Nigerian, I've had Lebanese, I've had, I've had Mexican, Black, White, but I have not had an Italian yet. So I'm kind of excited about this. So tell me, is that like a cultural thing? To I, think, family? I think it is um, because like I can always remember like even when I was growing up and my dad was still here, like my grandmother lived with us and mm. like so we had like it felt like you had like a, a family inside of a family, like extended, like people picked up different roles if they had to. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they I mean, in all realness, they shouldn't have had to like I shouldn't have put them on that pedestal and I shouldn't have put that pressure on them. But then again, I was only eight years old. I didn't know any better, to be honest, but, but I always take it like that family is a big thing for me. And mm -hmm. I think it's because 
I'm Italian that I've always grown up with a lot of people around me and I've always had all of that. So the more people around me, the better I am. Um, I thrive off of being around family and being around friends because it just makes me feel like happy. I honestly do not know how people are only children because I, I would think that it gets lonely. Although I did feel like an only child growing up, like in that aspect of when like my father passed away and my mother took care of me like in that way, but, but I still had other people if I needed them. So. Right. 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 So what is the age difference between you and the one right above you, your sister or brother right above you? What's that age difference? It was 13 years. Oh, wow. So yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that makes sense. That makes sense. So, okay. I'm putting it all together. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So that would be, that would be a weird thing because you are growing up with the nieces and nephews or the grandbabies, but you're also part of the older generation, I guess too. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. I have a, a silly question. Do you eat at Olive Garden? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I mean, if I have to, but I mean, I can tell you it's not really authentic Italian food, but I mean, if I had to, I would eat it. Like if I was desperate, why not? So, I mean, I like you the salad desperate. and the breadsticks. The salad and the breadsticks are good. Like, I mean, I would have preferred an Olive Garden when we were in Arizona to um, Little Caesars Pizza, but I know, I, mean, I know. It's just me. <laughs> I love when you said I'm desperate. Yeah, I'll eat it. I'll eat anything when I'm desperate. We were desperate that night. That's why we ate Little Caesars. Um, <laughs> but uh, the other thing, so you said you were born in New York and then moved to Connecticut. So what does that transition look like? How old were you? Why, why did y'all move? What was that? Um, what was that like? So I, I grew up in Westchester, New York, which is in Ossining, which is that's where Sing Sing the prison is. Um, but I all through everything until I was 18 years old, we lived there. Then we moved to a different part of New York and then we moved to another part of New York and then we moved to another part of New York. And then I'd have to say at least I think it was 12 years ago. That's when we moved to Connecticut. Um, I've always liked the New England kind of a vibe. I mean, I went to college in Connecticut, so I think that's why I liked it so much. Um, don't get me wrong. It's a shell shock to come from New York where everything is open um, until like three or four o'clock in the morning. And then you come here and like things close at 10 o'clock at night and that's on a Friday or they close at 12 on a Friday. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Like I can just go basically over the border in Brewster, New York, and I could be up until four o'clock in the morning where other places are open. So it's, it's definitely like a shell kind of a, like, it's like a shell shock at the beginning, but I mean, you get used to it after a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've been there for 12 years, right? So, um, I, I've never been to New York, the state or the city. Mm -hmm. So that comment that you meant that you can just cross the border. So the whole state stays open. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Everything in New York, like the bars don't close until like four o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. So, I mean, I don't know, it might be all different now with COVID and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but I mean, that's just the normal 
Um, and it used to be where like Connecticut didn't sell liquor on Sundays. So you would have to go like I, because if you live close to where the New York line is, you can go into New York and buy it and then come back. I'm not saying like you needed to, but I mean, if you had (laughs) desperate people that needed to, that's what they would do. So. Okay. So I'm in Texas and we cannot buy liquor. We cannot buy spirits on Sundays. We just passed September 1st that you could buy beer and wine at 10 o'clock instead of noon on Sundays now, but we still can. So that's why I was so freaked out when we were in Arizona and I was like, you can just buy vodka and tequila at Kroger. Like, this is awesome. You guys are like, yeah, but then you saw a Starbucks inside of the grocery store and you were like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, we don't have those. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the different cultures that come through that it's just shocking and to be able to be in that environment with I mean we had someone from California um Darcy was from Vermont you were from Connecticut I'm from Dallas um I should say Texas for the state but it's just like all all of us together trying to figure out a whole nother state that none of us have been in yeah Great. Why are all these cactus? Yeah. I'm looking at cactus trying to figure out why they're still alive because we (laughs) kill our cactus here in Texas. Like you can even get money from the government to kill your cactus. (laughs) Yeah. And in Arizona, it's a national, like, that's their national flower plant. I don't know. Is a cactus a plant or a flower? I think it's a plant, but I'm not sure. A succulent? Could be flower. (laughs) I'm not sure. <laughs> this this is why this is why we are not school teachers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, are you spiritual or religious? I think I'm a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. I'm more religious um, because that's how I grew up. I mean, I grew up Catholic, so I we've always gone to church and we've always done all those kind of things. I think recently um, I got more into it. I have to say when I lost my mother, like Mm -hmm. two years ago, or it will be two years in January, I think I got more into it a little bit um, because I prayed more and I found myself praying more. And I mean, I don't know why, but it just happened that way. But also like, I now feel like There was um, someone, one of my friends that does a course that we think that you should join up, join, um, but she um, is a faith-based life coach. So going through her whole program, like I was the guinea pig, but I was happy to be the guinea pig, but like going through all that, it felt like, wow, like, and it was different because it's, she's Christian. I mean, it's not Catholic, but I mean, we, we all believe in some type of God or some type right, of universe or right. something that's higher than ourselves. So yeah. it didn't matter to me. Like when I, when we were in Arizona, like that Sunday, I asked her if I can go to church with her because mm-hmm. I was like, why not? Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's different, if it's not different. So, and like that church, like brought me to tears. Aww. Like, so it was like, it was crazy. Like, like she said something to me through a text and like two hours later in the sermon, it was that same thing. And and I was like, um, wait, 
did you already know what they were going to say? And she goes, no, she goes, I think that was just the Holy Spirit who was just telling me that I needed to say that to you because I can say things rough to you since you know me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you one for sharing that. And I also want to give you props on having an open heart to be able to receive. There is a lot, especially right now, like whatever is happening right now in any part of the world, it's no, this is mine. This is what I'm doing. Don't push you on me. Don't do this. But there's so much. And that's what I love about this podcast is that we can talk about stuff like this and mm -hmm. someone can maybe be open, more open, not saying the most open, but just like a crack <laughs> of saying, oh my goodness, she's Catholic, but yet she went to a different denomination or is it denomination? Um, yes, of church, I think so. yeah. right, of church and still got something out of it and still had that release. So thank you for sharing that. I think that yeah. is awesome. I mean, I have to, it's, I still like, since I've been back from Arizona, I go to church like I normally do, but actually her church has an app. So I watch her, their sermons through the app. So I was, I feel what? like I'm like getting like double dose. So, <laughs> I mean, why not? I, I mean, it doesn't, it shouldn't bother. I mean, it might bother other people, but it doesn't bother me because I mean, I feel like he's the same for anybody. So, right, right. Right. Agreed. I, I think I, I think I would be on the same thing. I think it's like your definition, you know, right. whatever your definition is of higher power, stay in your definition of it. Right. And you can be open or you can be closed. Like there's right. no judgment here. We do not. Judge. <laughs> um, so um, a good question I always like to ask is about stereotypes. So we see ourselves in media. We see ourselves in um, like <laughs> the radio, movies, TV, just are you your stereotype in real life? <laughs> well, no, I don't think I am. Um, well, actually, well, they say Italian girls are like loud and they're like mean, <laughs> like if you get them angry, um, mm -hmm. I can definitely tell you that I am that person. If you get me angry, <laughs> I mean, but you've met me. So, you know, that I hold it in, even if I am yeah. angry, like I don't <laughs> let it out. Like only the people that are really close get to see that anger in me, but it's like the stereotypical, like Italian like with the movies and the mafia and this and that <laughs> yeah like I mean yes but there's a mafia in every freaking um culture that you have so I mean just because mine gets depicted in national I mean on in movies by like Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro I mean I'm I can't help it that mine gets depicted that way I mean but I mean <laughs> I can tell you like being Italian you know the right people but you can never say that you know the right people, so. I feel like every Italian person that I know says that. Like, they're uh, like, oh, I know somebody, but like you, I can't tell you who I know. That my cheeks hurt, Christine. My face hurts from laughing Well, so I hard. Like me, it's funny because I, like my, my, my brother that passed away, he used to say like, I have more connections than Con Edison. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then my mother used to tell him, no, you have diarrhea of the mouth, like, <laughs> because you just talk too much. Like, you're not supposed to say anything. So shut up. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like your mom was feisty. 
Yeah. I mean, well, I she mean, had five she, kids. Yeah. She, well, she actually should have had seven, but she had two miscarriages in between me, my brother and me. So, oh, okay. yeah. Wow. So she almost had seven children. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, she grew up in Brooklyn. So, I mean, oh, wow. Yeah, she, she was tough cookie. I love your accent so much. I just want you to know that I am here just to let you talk so I can absorb it more and more and more. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, let's switch over into friendships because that's the oh, thing. Oh, my of favorite topic. <laughs> And I'm going to ask you this first question. How do you make friends? How do I make friends? Um, well, sometimes it happens organically. Um, but I believe that I don't, I mean, I belong to certain communities in which I've developed friendships, like, and I've developed them through a daggone zoom call like this mm -hmm. I've developed them through a social media post what so I mean but then I met them in real life and it's like I've known you I feel like I've known you my yeah. whole daggone life yeah I mean and it's weird but I guess when you have that rare or pure of a connection with somebody it's just it just is supposed to be that way I, I'm not one of those people that just go up to people and talk to people. Mm -hmm. I kind of have to be like a little bit coaxed. Uh, I mean, when I was in high school, I was the shyest person in my senior year. So, really? I mean, yeah, I mean, people say that I could talk. People say that <laughs> I have confidence, but I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe I'm just telling myself I'm shy. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm just telling myself I'm quiet. Um, but I, I get to, I, it's around certain people I'm okay, but like, also I'm better when it's like a smaller group because like when it's too many people, I tend to like fall back and I mm. tend to observe everybody. And then I t tend to get quiet because I feel like I don't have anything valuable to say. And that's hard for me because it's like, I want to talk, but like mm. I hold it back. So, but Ooh, yeah. let's talk about that. So where do you think <laughs> that comes from? Like, what do you, what do you think that, that, that is a trait that you have? Because I would consider that introvert. Mm -hmm. Oh so, yeah. But you like being around people, mm -hmm. but you're going to be introverted while you're in an environment. <laughs> but like, right. Is that from childhood? Do you think you learned that when you were younger I... or? Where do you think that came from? I, to be honest, I think um, because every, my mother and my sister and my brother and they, they always used to say, no, like you were very sociable, like when you were younger, like I would, when I went to California with my mother and my father, like I just sat next to someone on the plane. I didn't know who they were and I was talking the whole time. Right. Um, but I do think, um, and I've thought this for plenty of years that I think when my father passed away, the trauma hit me and I didn't deal with it enough. And I mm. think I, in, I went inside and I, that's where I think I, that's why I keep quiet. And I think that's where I learned to be quiet, but I've always liked to be, I like to be around people. It's just, but I think that's where like my nice social butterfly at like five and six and seven years old 
was like, okay, I got this. And then that tragedy happened and it just, the trauma just did something to me. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. It makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, so Heidi, she came on and I, I bring her up all the time cause she's one of my coaches and she said that our beliefs of the world happen by the time we are eight. Mm-hmm. So everything you think is true, all your little traits and everything like that are set by the time you're eight. So for this to be something that happened at that age makes sense where it now filters through your life, you know, years later. But mm-hmm. the fact that you can identify it is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that's called um, a lot of therapy. <laughs> Yo, me and you both, girl. Me and you. That's both. all right. Everybody needs someone to talk to. Why yeah. not? Right. It's not, no one's perfect. I don't care. I mean, the only person who's perfect is Jesus. No one else. So. <laughs> so we all need therapy. Is that what I hear you saying, Christine? But even the psychiatrist needs therapy. <laughs> yes. The, the therapist needs a therapist. Yes. They think yeah. that they don't, but they need someone to talk to just as much. I think right. so. No, I do not have a coach that doesn't have a coach. I do not have a therapist that doesn't have a therapist because, yo, I know <laughs> I'm dropping some heavy shit on them. And if they just think they're going to walk home, not fucked up after my session with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are crazy. My shit's heavy, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so when you're picking a friend, do you rather them have morals? Like, do you choose morals or characteristics? Oh, I rather have morals than certain yeah. characteristics. Cause I want to know that they know the difference between right and wrong. I want mm. them to realize if they're being loyal or disloyal. I want them to realize if they're being honest or dishonest. I don't want someone who, I mean, I, I want to know like that you're in the uppity up, not the wrongity wrong, but I mean, characteristics, they're okay. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, of course you want someone who's like the opposite of you. Like I want sociable people around me because I tra- tend to go quiet, but then mm-hmm. I also want like, because I tend to not stand up for myself a lot. I also want the tough ones with me because like that, they, they know how to like stick it to someone if they needed to be stuck to. Um, but I also, yeah, like, I mean, you also like some people that are like you, but definitely mortals are more important to me than a sense of humor than anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's so funny that you said that. Like, I just remember um, we were at our event and <laughs> you came over and you looked like you had been crying or you were like, you look mad. And I was like, what happened? Who said what to you? And I'm like, who was it? What are we doing? What we got to do? And you were like, no, actually, these are happy tears and I'm fine. <laughs> Everybody's being nice. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I thought I was going to have to fight if this was <laughs> who's messing with Christine because no one should mess with her (laughs) and you just look at me like oh shit like she was really about to fight for me I'm like yeah but I think you're you're right I do gravitate to um a lot of outspoken people but I also like my introvert friends
Hi, y'all. I want to tell you about this amazing woman that I'm partnering with. Her name is Darcy Elizabeth. She has a podcast called Filling Aligned, and it was created to inspire women to level up their inner work that brings out their authenticity and become a money magnet. You can jump in to her free Facebook group, Filling Aligned Podcast Community, for tips on money mindset, tap into who you are, and dropping all those limiting beliefs, girl. Yeah, she's going to help you get through those limiting beliefs. And we all have some that we know we need to work through, right? Not only is she an amazing money coach, but she has one-on-ones. She also has a great mastermind course that she's put together. But because she's one of my friends, I got you the hookup. You can get one free hour of coaching until Thanksgiving 2021. Just send her a DM on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is DarcyElizabeth.co. And just let her know that Christine sent you. And I also have a promo code that you can use. And that promo code is Feeling Aligned. If you are looking for some great coaching with money and mindset and really wanting to be authentically you, please check out Feeling Aligned Podcast with Miss Darcy Elizabeth. Hi, Christine Barr here, and I want to tell you about our podcast subscription. Yes, for $2.99, you can get access to subscriber-only episodes for that monthly subscription. So what are you going to get? You're going to get bonus episodes that are going to be about you. We've been talking with all these women, but what about you? Are you willing to transform and have different types of relationships and want that to translate from work and home and the relationships that you have with your kids? Yeah, girl, we're going to put in some work. It's going to be like one-on-one coaching with me. (laughs) Are you ready for that? (laughs) So if you are, let's get it together. You can subscribe for $2.99 a month and we're going to work together on your transformation and your relationships. Like that's my jam. Um, and I, I, I want to tell our background. So the fact that you say that you're shy really shocks me because I came on to our zoom call. Um, what was that? Almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm looking for friends. How do you find <laughs> friends? Follow me on Instagram so we can be friends. And I was so honest. And you reached out to me. We ended up exchanging numbers. I have to tell this story. We ended up exchanging numbers. We text and check on each other for months. Um, Unfortunately, the person that I was going to have my roommate as had this life-changing event that I was not even mad that she had to cancel. It was like one of those things where like your bridesmaid, your, I mean, your maid of honor gets to play for the Super Bowl 
at your wedding. It's like, no, go do yeah. the Super Bowl. I, you know, my wedding is great, but that's a once in a lifetime thing. So I was <laughs> totally okay with her canceling on me. Couldn't find a roommate. And you text me and was like, I got a room for you. We're going to do it. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. I cried. I cried so hard because it was like this relationship from someone from Connecticut <laughs> who doesn't even fucking really know me, know me, never seen me with their eyes, is willing to open up this spot for me. And I just want you to know that I, I, that touched my heart. And then I was like, okay, she's in the circle. <laughs> she's in the circle of, I will fight for this bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. Thanks. Yes. I, I'm, I don't like, I think it's because um, sometimes like as a kid, like I remember being like on the outskirts and I remember being the person just standing there and it's like, I want someone to pay, like take care of, like, why can't someone come and ask me to play? Like, yeah. I mean, what did I do wrong? So I like to include as many people as I can. And I like to include everybody. I mean, you were there during that whole event. I didn't meet Darcy. Um, I didn't meet her. I met her organically through just a Facebook post. And I was like, yeah, you stay with us. Why not? I don't care. And like, I mean, and we hit it off as soon as like we connected. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I I mean, I think sometimes it's just meant to be that way. Mm -hmm. Like people fall in just the way they were meant to be. But I, I include you all come with me. No problem. (laughs) I don't care. Like, why not? You know me. I think you know me. I include all the crazies too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do attract a lot of crazy people. And I don't know if that's me or how I should feel about that. No, I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I am the crazy one. I'm one of the crazies. But I, I I, just wanted to like let you know, like you say you're shy and I get that. <laughs> I'm, I'm an extrovert. Duh. Like I, like, I can't be shy to save my life. Like and someone's like don't say anything don't talk I'm like staring at the brick wall like you want to be my friend you know (laughs) and I just really appreciate that and I don't want to gloss over it because I really want you to realize like there's a lot of people that would not be able to do that there's a lot of people where they don't have that heart to just talk to someone after a zoom call and then exchange numbers and then be like, hey, come live with me for like a couple of days. Like that, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Why do you think that that is something that is unheard of? Because I think people are scared. I think people are scared of the unknown, but I think people are, some people are guarded because they've Mm. been hurt too many times. Um, But I mean, I can't, I, I have been hurt, but it's like, sometimes I don't learn my lesson. So I just keep doing it. So, but I mean, it's all right. I mean, I don't know. I I just, I want everybody to feel included. I want everybody to feel like they belong. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard to make everybody feel like they're below. They belong. Um, and Tell me about a time that a friend has hurt you and you have been able to reconcile it. 
Oh, no names, okay. no names, um, no names, but just a situation. Oh, I don't have to say names. Don't worry. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Are you one of those people that like, you hurt me, so I cut you off? I used to be like <laughs> No. <laughs> Because I'm one of those people, like, you keep hurting me, hurting me. I don't learn the lesson. Keep going. What? Like, I didn't learn oh, it wow. yet. I didn't learn it yeah. yet. Yep. Um, I th- think think the, the one that I can remember is, like, someone who basically, like, took advantage of me and, like, took, a, took advantage of my kindness like they were, they didn't care. Like I kept doing and doing and doing for them. And they just kept taking and taking and taking. Um, and then it all of a sudden, like it blew up. Mm. Um, because I mean, I get tired of it being the person who always does. So why would you want to do that? I mean, Mm -hmm. but then like I get over it and it's like, okay, well, I guess I want to be your friend anyway. So come back over. So, I mean, it's hard. It's hard in a way because yes, I know a lot of people say, no, you need a 50, 50 relationship. You need someone to give in it. There has to be a give and take. It can't just be a give, 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 or a take, take, take. Um, but I, some people in my life have like, they, they know that they've hurt me because I've told them that they've hurt me but it's it's as long as I know that their heart is as genuine and real as I knew before they hurt me and that they really are like sorry for hurting me then I can get over it no problem um it's when someone like just burns me that's I'm like yeah no Yeah. yeah yeah Um, how long did it take you to realize that that was your, your place in relationships of saying like, look, I can see that you're not remorseful from this act of hurting me because I know I've done it where I'm like, oh yeah, they hurt me, but let's keep on going. You know, like how long did it take you to learn that lesson of like, no, I have to cut you off. Um, well, with some people, I haven't learned the lesson yet. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes it, takes me like uh I would have to say like a lot of time like at least a lot of times um I should know when people show me their true colors but I kind of have a blinder on because I kind of still believe in them and it's Mm. hard because I still believe that they were genuine and I still believe and it's hard for me sometimes because some of the people who've burned me were the people that were there when my sister passed away, when my brother passed away, when my mother passed away. So it feels like you owe them something. Like I owe them something because they were there when those horrible things happened to me. But then now sometimes you're not there. So it's like, were you just using me? Were you just like a friend that needed to just come in during that season of my life? And you weren't supposed to be there for the lifetime of my life. I mean, but that's a very bitter pill for me to swallow sometimes because if I feel so connected and then all of a sudden it just drops or like they were there for those big moments 
Like that's a, that's a tragic moment for me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and you were there for those moments. It's hard for me to just let you go. Like, I believe me, my heart knows I should, or my brain knows I should. It's my heart that doesn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I felt all of those words. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yes, I know someone like that. Oh, I know someone like that. Yeah. My heart is, feels warm to hear that I'm not alone in that because that's, you know, where I am right now. And to see people that were here for me two years ago, not be in my life anymore. It's like, well, what, what was, what was that part of me? And I know that I've grown for the better, right? You know, you've grown for the better, but now I'm in another deep part of my life. And where are you now? Almost. Is that what I hear you saying? It's like, you want to be, if you want to be here for the good, you got to be there for the bad. Like, uh, that's how I feel like, but I would always, I'm one of those people that will always be there. If I say, I got you, if I say Mm -hmm. that you're, you've made it to like a certain level. I mean, I don't get like, not everybody gets up here. Like there's some people that are here, some people that are lower than that, but like the ones that get above here, that means they showed me that they were just somebody like that I could trust that I connected with right away. And if I say, I got you, I got you through the good, the bad and the ugly. So that's just how I roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, um, I, I agree with that. And I think that we find soulmates within women in, um, family, you know, I have, I have like all my little circles that I like name, like, you know, which circle are you in? There's that person that you can call no matter what, and they can call you no matter what, but I probably won't talk to them for two years, but she always knows if she called me and was like, Hey, I need this, this, and this, I got you. But do I know what's going on in your life? No, but you know, I know this one person, you know, that's a circle. And then you have people that you, you can literally look across the room and see what each other is thinking. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you can make a look, they can make a look and you're like, yep, I got you, bitch. I know exactly what you're thinking. And I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I am grateful because I feel like you're definitely one of those people in my life that I could call right now and be like, Hey, like what's going on. And I hope that you feel the same way. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I am grateful for this conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't yeah. get to talk about this. No. <laughs> I don't get to talk about how, you know, I've been a shitty friend to somebody or I, you know, I was a really good friend to that person and they let me down. It's almost, Uh uh, I, I hate, I hate the, the sentence of like, girls are catty and they're bitches. Like, no, not my friends. My friends aren't catty and bitchy. Like I have good girlfriends that are supportive and loving and yeah, they're bitches, but they're not bitchy. (laughs) I like that. Right. Yeah, they're bitches, but they're not bitchy. Like, I mean, that's that's part of it. Um, so can you tell me what kind of friend you are? I definitely think I'm a loyal friend. I think I go above I and beyond. That. I go above and beyond for um 
any friend that's in my life. Um, like I said, if you needed me, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Um, I'd give you the shirt off my back, but I don't know if it's also because that's the way I was raised. I mean, my mother raised me with good ethics that way. I mean, like you treat people the way you want to be treated. You don't treat people. I mean, if you treat them like an asshole, then you deserve to be treated like an asshole. Excuse my French. I didn't mean to curse, but I mean. Christine, do you realize whose podcast you're on right now? No, I know this (laughs) one, but it's just like, oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. But yes, you're right. You're right. I get that. I get that. So where do you, so do you think that translated into loyalty to you? Or did you just see that loyalty was one of the number one things that you saw in a friendship that you wanted to have? So you reflect that onto others. That's uh, the second way I think I reflect, I want to reflect it onto others Mm. because that's my number one thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, having fun and everything else, but, um, I would like you to be there and know that you're going to be there instead mm-hmm. of, and then once you screw me, once you screw me over, but I, unless I learned the lesson, you might be out. But if I didn't learn right. the lesson, you might not be out. So, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm not making a joke, but uh-huh. it just sounds very mafia of you. <laughs> <laughs> To be like, where's your loyalty? Like, are right. you loyal to me or not? But I don't, I know it's a mm-hmm. cultural thing, but like in my head, stereotype, that would be like mm-hmm. a mafia thing. Like, where is your loyalty? Yeah. This is the family. Are you part right. of the family or no? Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> oh my goodness, I called it. <laughs> yep, 100%. I love yep. that. I love that because I'm, I, um, oh, I was on TikTok. And, you know, there's a guy on there that, like, debunks, like, sayings that mm-hmm. we think is the saying, but it isn't. Um, and there was one where it's, like, blood is thicker than water. But that's not the real saying. The saying is, is, like, water triumphs blood because of the flow. It, it's, like, a whole little English saying. I don't remember. But at the end of the day, what it is is that water your friends that you make through water and over bridges connect you more than the people that you even have blood with. At the end of the day, that's what the explanation oh, I like that, that quote is, right? I like that a lot. See, and that's why I remember me. how I also told you, how I also told you that thing where I don't like the word friend because it ends with the E-N-D right. and that means that it can end. Right. I like family because it ends in I-L-Y, which means I love you. So right. like, that's why certain oh. friends make it to the family part of it, not right. the, but yeah. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> I love that. But it just, it, it released me from people that I thought I had to be connected to because they were family because we're blood. Mm-hmm. And then I'm finding all these people that are not blood and I am magnetized them. <laughs> Like, Christine, we have the same fucking name. And I'm like, yep, that's my girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. And we have the same, like, um, initials. Beginning of the last name. Yeah. 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 And it just, it just got to me. Like, I heard that TikTok not too long after we got back from Phoenix or Scottsdale. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, that's what happened. Like, I made 
water connections that are thicker than my blood connections and that is okay so when people are like blood is thicker than water and I'm like yeah but water washes out that blood like that's <laughs> how I now think about it you know like water's gonna wash out that blood like water <laughs> you know to get the blood great. you gotta you know you gotta slit your wrist but water I can tap water you know mm-hmm. yeah and feel feel energized um I, I, I just want to say thank you so much for being on. Are you ready of for your spit fire questions? I am. Okay. Let's go. What's, <laughs> what's your favorite color? Um, blue. What's your favorite book? Um, well, it would be, can it be two? Because um, the book that I started reading on our way back from Arizona, it's called The Big Leap. Um, and that is like game changer. And of course, my other favorite book is Powerhouse Women. Because, yes, it is. Because of because of my dearly lovely friend, who it's an internet friend, but it feels like it's a real friendship with Miss Lindsay Schwartz. So, oh my god, I love it. Are you a spender <laughs> or a saver? Oh, that's not a good question. I should be a saver, but I'm a spender. Oh, I mean, I don't know because you want to live your best life. Don't you want to live it while you're here? Not when you're gone. Who the heck is going to spend it when I'm gone? If I don't have any children or anything, just saying. <laughs> Are you a good girl or a bad girl? I'm a good girl, but I have bad girl tendencies. No. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, what's your natural hair color? It's brown. Who's your role model? Um, well, it was already in the other um, answer, but I think my other role model would be either my sister or my brother or my mother because my mother had to be both parents for me. But Lindsay Schwartz is one of them. So I'll give her a, I'll give her a little shout out. Yeah, we're going to tag her in this and be like, we talked oh, all about you for like a whole fucking hour. Great. Um, okay, so this is my Texas question. Mm-hmm. Chips and salsa is a given. You already get chips and salsa. Mm-hmm. Are you going to order the guac or are you going to order the queso? Oh, I like guacamole. <laughs> yes, you do, girl. Yes, you do. Because I like do- avocados. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. If you were given a million dollars today, what would be the top three things you would do? I was given a million dollars today. Um, I would, the first thing I would do would be pay off any debts that I have, credit card, um, student loans and all that. And the second thing would do, I'd give a portion to um, my nieces, nephews, great nieces and nephews, just so I knew that I took care of them. Um, the third thing I would do would do something. I think I would buy, like, try to buy like, and maybe, a like a little beach house for my brother and my sister, um, in our favorite spot in Brigantine, New Jersey. So like, we would all be able to go there. So. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, oh, oh. 
Oh my God, I know that you have a few. So this is why I wanted to ask you this question. What is your biggest? Yeah. Well, liars are my pet peeve. Um, people yeah. who lie. Um, uh, someone who does not pay you on time. No. <laughs> no, I mean, someone who takes advantage of mm. me. That's another pet peeve. But yeah. Oh, oh white socks with black sneakers or oh black socks with white sneakers that's yeah. a big no-no in my yeah life. yeah oh oh I haven't gotten that answer yet and I definitely agree I definitely agree with that I agree with all of it I don't like liars and I don't like being taken advantage of but white socks with black sneakers is a sin like I white agree. socks with black sneakers also a sin I think I said that both ways. Black socks with white sneakers. There we go. It's a sin. Like, I, oh, I hate it so much. Um, plastic <laughs> surgery. Do you have any? Would you get any? Are you thinking about getting any? No, I think that God's made me as perfect as he needs to make me. Um, yes, ma'am. If I need to lose weight, I can do it myself. Um, I don't need boobs because you've met me in real life. Um, I definitely don't need anything in that category. Um, but yeah, I mean, technically the only reason is God forbid is if my back was bothering me and I needed a reduction, mm -hmm. that would be a different story. But I mean, I don't think anything, I mean, you were sculpted to be perfect the way you are. So why would you change anything? Why, why mess with it? Oh my goodness. I love that answer. That's great. So is there anything that you want to say that we have not covered yet? Um, I just would like to say, um, always treat people the way you want to be treated. Make sure that you, if you see someone that like looks like they're down, like try to make them smile. Like it's not going to take two seconds, but to make their day. You never know if that person needs you to just like touch their arm give them a hug do anything like i can say that this is uh this world is a little crazy but when someone comes around and they give you a smile smile back um because you never know because it could just change someone's day forever um i believe that the grass is not always greener on the other side the grass is green, greener where you water it. So take care of the people that take care of you. Um, and I am, oh, I don't know. That's it. That's all I got. I think that's all she wrote. And if you're going to call me, just don't call me late for dinner. Oh my goodness, don't you love her? Like, isn't she awesome? I, you know, listening back, it just cracks me up because we connect on so many different ways. Like, she connects with me, I connect with her, but we have, like, the most drastic opposite, like, backgrounds, but yet it works. I think it's because both of our names is Christine. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. Both of our names is Christine, so... And neither one of us has a K. So, I mean, it's meant to be friends. 
I love how she can like walk you through her process of how loyal she is. Like it's hard to find loyal friends that will be there for you no matter what. She can protect herself and I and I like how she says, you know, like I'm still working on these things. Now, Christine has had a lot of loss in her life, but yet she still can be loyal. She's still there. She's still wanting to be open. She she says she's shy, but <laughs> I, and I know she is to the core. She probably is, but I've like broken through that. So I'm like, I'm getting raw Christine all the time. <laughs> and, and, and so it, it just cracks me up because I'm like, you shy? I feel like you got a lot to say, Christine. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, I, I love her loyalty. She's had a lot of loss, but she has so much love to give and it means so much to me that I have been able to get some of that love from her and she shared it with us today on the podcast being open being honest talking about her journey and how she shows up as a friend if you would like to connect with Christine you can go to our Facebook group you gotta meet her podcast and please talk with her connect with her she is awesome sauce and you know if you're in the Connecticut area maybe you can reach out and be like I heard you on the podcast let's be friends because she's shy remember but she's still amazing and I know that she is always always gonna be there with open arms you can also go to my website, christinebar.com, and bar is spelled B-A-H-E, and we have the coaching over there, the blog is on there, and we can connect, and if you would love to be on the podcast for our season five, come on, girl, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, that's it for me, and I will see you on the next one.